0: In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the, the wicked, how long will the wicked shine? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of His throne. I soul. hate the work of those who follow With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants.
1: And good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. (coughs) Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. Uh, editor at sons of liberty and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us uh, this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. Sons of liberty and also sons of liberty In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the faces made for radio, head over to sons of liberty and, uh, You'll see us up there. I don't know why it didn't change the video, but I'll go back and check that after we bring land on, and you'll be able to jump in there if you want to do that. That'll be on the right side of the page. There's two uh, videos up there. Bradley's show, for whatever reason, he was having problems. Everybody on this end of everything could hear uh, and see just fine, uh, but somehow he was having a problem, and I've had some of that, too. Where, and I don't know if the radio station slows you down or speeds you up. Usually, it's slowing down when I hear it. The music will go faster, but the person talking will sound like they're dragging, even though they're talking normal. And if that's fed back into your earpiece, or in his case, a headphone, it messes with you. So I've had that before. I just pull the earpiece out so it doesn't mess with me till they get it straightened out. But uh, anyway, he wasn't able to do that, so he's got an educational video up on the left side. Um, I'll be filling in for him later today at 3 o'clock. They are on the road. I think they're headed to Ohio and Tennessee. I, I think that's what it is. You guys can check the schedule right there at SunCelebrityMedia.com, see where they're going to be. They're going to be at a long event uh, as well um, sometime this month. Uh, they're pretty busy this month. So <clears throat> check that out if, you, if you're wanting to go and uh, hear Bradley. You can do that. Also, on the right side, that's where we'll be. I'll make sure that I get that in there. I put it in. I don't, Again, I don't know why it didn't take but. Right side of the page, hit the play button and blow it up on your device and then uh, click on the Rumble icon and join us in the chat. Love to have you over there. Lots of friends there. We also are streaming live on Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live, BeforeItSnews.com, and then also DLive.TV at the Sons of Liberty. Under that is where you can sign up for a newsletter. Uh, We would appreciate you uh, supporting us that and that. And then also if you want to support us financially because, yeah, unfortunately, I wish everything didn't cost any money. Any money. I really do. Uh, but it takes that to do. So I, I make you guys aware of the fact that donations help keep us out there. So there's a donate button, one-time donations, uh, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then also, if you want to partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty, that is available. And then our store is available this week. We're highlighting the What is the Price t-shirt, normally $20. This is one of our most popular t-shirts. In fact, I had it on just the other day. Um, but it's normally $20. The front of it says, What is the price of your freedom? Ask the veteran. You've got the, uh, the you know, Iwo Jima guys, um, the statue that's there on the front. And then on the back, What is the price of your redemption? Ask the son of God. Normally $20. But when you uh, get this in our store through Saturday at midnight and use the promo code price, pretty simple, uh, you get 20% off. All right. So it's a really, really good deal. Now, one little thing. Um, I want I wanna just you guys on the um on the radio you're not gonna see it. It's only about six or seven seconds, but you can hear it this you know a lot of people say uh, nothing like um gunpowder, the smell of gunpowder in the morning, and uh the sound of freedom is not a bell ringing uh I think it's more like this guy right here oh, 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 oh. Hey! <laughs> so uh, I just I thought that was very clever. These are some guys out in Texas, and this guy he's got some guns on him, and I'm I'm not I'm talking about both the physical ones as well as uh, you know those that are on either side, the right and the left arm. He's got two two fifty BMGs up there um, that he was just firing off. He's he's having fun with it. You know, I guess he's pulling a Terminator thing or I don't know. One of those guys, uh, but anyway, I just I thought it was it was very cool uh, that they were doing that. Now let me let me let you in on something. Um, those of you listening to the pre-show, you're hearing um, it's a Petra. Look, I'm an old school guy. I don't know that what that was. It, it had to be in around the 80s or late 80s or early or 90s because uh, my wife and I used to listen to it a lot. <laughs> so, but the songs they're singing on that album, for the most part are nothing more than the scriptures. And uh, so what you were listening to comes from Psalm 24. Check this out. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, Ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? I'm not a good singer, right? Uh, (laughs) The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Hallelujah. Amen. That's exactly right. And who is the king of glory? You know, I got guys telling me, we had a guest on one time who wanted to, near the end of the show, kind of take a shot at Jesus Christ, and I just, you know, you you can't do that on this show, because I'm going to call you out. And he wanted to say, oh, this means King David. King David's going to be the one resurrected. Well, wait a minute. The New Testament says King David is in the grave. There's promise that he won't see corrupt, God won't allow his Holy One to see corruption. And yet Peter said, King David's grave's over here, you guys can see it, he's He's dust now. But that didn't happen to the Lord Jesus, right? Because he's dead. He was dead and buried. And he rose again the third day. He's ascended. He sits at the right hand of the Father. And uh, he is ruling and reigning even now. He's been doing it. Uh, folks who are looking for it, you know, way out in the future and this, that, and the other. The fact of the matter is Paul says explicitly, it's going on in the first century. He's subduing his enemies. First Corinthians 15. It's very clear. I don't know how we can miss it. And so, therefore, since Jesus has said, all authority is mine in heaven and on earth, therefore, go and make disciples, right? So, we, ha- we should be encouraged by that because as we go out, we shouldn't be timid about what we believe about the Lord Jesus and about the Christian faith. We shouldn't be timid about that. We should be able to talk with people. We don't have to beat them over the head, but we should talk to them. We should disciple them, knowing that he, our king, has all authority in heaven and on earth, and we pray your will be done on earth. How? As it is in heaven, right? So I just wanted to drop that on you a little bit. I also wanted to uh, hit a couple of highlights, and then we're going to bring Lynn on. Uh, com. Bradley's article from yesterday, Pride Month, why are some Minnesotans celebrating that which is legal just rejected by a local newspaper that believes in freedom of speech? Now, this is what his, his show was going to be on yesterday. Uh, he has submitted this to a local paper, and they were like, oh, you know, this is well, you know, this is free speech and this kind of thing. And yet he reminded them, wait a minute, Minnesota has laws against sodomy. And look, think about this for a second. What would it be like if people marched in the street and called it pride and they advocated adultery or they advocated theft or they advocated murder? Well, some of them do. You see that with the, the pro-choice crowd. Uh, they advocated dishonoring your parents. Does anybody, I mean, what, how would we see that? We would immediately recognize that, that it's unlawful. Promoting sodomy, lesbianism, all this other stuff, is against the law. It's criminal to engage in those kind of things. It is. Go look up your state statutes. Well, but didn't, this, didn't the Supreme Court rule against, well, we're going to talk about the dog and pony show of the Supreme Court here in a second. Didn't they rule against this? And you can't have anti-sodomy laws. They have no business in that. Zero nada nothing nothing. Okay? They don't have it. And no, I wasn't making some 666 sign when I did that. That's how I did it when I was a kid because it meant okay. Okay? I mean But the point is is this. It's against the law. Supreme Court has four things they can rule on, and they have nothing to do with state law unless it is going across state lines and you've got one citizen against another, another state against another. Go read your Constitution about that. They're ruling on things they have no business on. What is this ruling with the, with the coach with the prayer? Dude, you were praying. Did they somehow take your right from, from praying on the field? Nope, they didn't. You just stay the course. Now, is it good that we get their backing? Yep, because then they're holding to the law. But the fact of the matter is, if they'd have ruled against you, coach, you still got the right to to pray. The Supreme Court doesn't control your rights. Your rights come from God. And we need to quit calling it Second Amendment rights, First Amendment rights. We need to say First Amendment protected rights, Second Amendment protected rights, because rights are from our Creator, the Lord Jesus. And we need to identify who we're talking about as our creator, too. Also, sons of libertymedia.com, prepping three, building a local economy, uh, barter, trade, and charity. If you guys didn't catch this show yesterday, I got to tell you, what a blessing David Pruitt has been. I, I just, I know it's not the red meat that everybody comes in and you have hundreds of people, you know, looking at stuff. But I'm going to tell you what David is a dear brother and he lives what he says. He lives what he says. And uh David went away yesterday. He goes, Tim, you almost had me crying over the thing because he sees the impact that he's had on me and the lady who passed on to him these blessings. Some of you got those. I I'm I'm not real good with texting and stuff, but I sent out a bunch of those yesterday um just in my text. I, I'm not I'm not a phone guy. Not, and I spent all day on the phone with people who called me and said, Thank you. I needed that. And then they they wanted to tell me what was going on in their life. And you know, praise God for that. I didn't really get to move with things. But, I mean, my goodness, it was just such a blessing. And even people who didn't call, thank you. I needed that. You don't know what I'm going through right now, but that was a word to me. You know, praise God for that, that he works through other people to influence each other. We influence each other when we honor the Lord and we spur one another on to love and good works, right? Which is what we're created for, Ephesians 2.10. That's what it tells us. Doesn't God just doesn't save us, leave us in our sin, and say you're going to heaven, and we're not going to change you, and this, that, and the other? But I'm going to tell you what: if you miss that show, this one was like the community. It was like the the it was like the last two that we did with David. The tree resins, biblically based, uh, coming in and calling for the people who love the Lord, who are His people, uh, to come together and to demonstrate that, right? All right, also, the latest from John Whitehead, declare your independence from tyranny and America. Uh, we're proud of this. This is from our friend Rob Pugh. Also, from the Liberty Bells, including Lynn and Suzanne, uh, who are the Liberty Bells. It's not including. They are who they are. The significance of illusion. Uh, again, talking about the, the recent uh, decision there with Supreme Court. And then this one. This one just blows my mind. L.A. cop beaten to death, by fellow cops during an exercise on how to respond to civilian unrest and a lawsuit ensues. Think about that a second. Why would, you en- why would cops engage in an actual beating of one of their own as an quote-unquote exercise on how to su- respond to civilian? That's you and me, by the way. Unrest. Now, stop and think about this for just a second. Let's go back to the 90s. What did these same cops in L.A. do? What did they do when there was civilian unrest? i got to save my skin. You know, it's important that the cops go home to their family. And I I, I agree, it is important that they go home. I don't want to see anybody killed. I don't want to see anybody maimed or injured. It is important. But the fact of the matter is, what did they do to the people? Did they protect and serve? Nope, they didn't. They went and ran. The people had to to defend themselves. We had those Koreans, that famous picture of the Koreans on top, protecting their businesses, protecting their neighborhoods. And I'm telling you right now, if you are still of the mindset of the thin blue line, which is a marketing scheme to get you to side with agents of the state, and I'm not trying to attack every cop. I'm not trying to do it. But it is a marketing scheme to do that. It really is. You need to be aware of it. Men are naturally corrupt. That doesn't mean all cops don't have there's no code of honor with any cop. I'm not saying that. But I am saying this. They are agents of the state. They're paid by the state. They're not accountable to you. They're not elected by you. And to have to have a police officer beaten to death by his own fellow officers during a exercise It really ought to tell you something about the police force. It really should. And then finally, Ghislaine Maxwell is facing 30 years. I think she got 20. 20 years! At the expense of those she committed crimes against, because they're going to pay for her upkeep, her three three hots and a cot, for selling kids as Ross Ulbricht serves two life sentences for having a website. Isn't that... Where is the justice in America? We don't have it. Let me say this. If you go to the archives, and I've got to add some, um, I forgot to add the videos. You know, David was talking about using a motor to make a log splitter and stuff like this. He sent me a whole bunch of things. So I'm going to go back and add those in to the archive. But um, 20 years, and we're going to put this woman up. What are we doing here? What are we doing? This is why I advocate for tactical civics. Let's quit getting, fr- be, uh, quit being frustrated. Let's start being the solution. And tactical civics simply teach. You don't have to agree with everything that's in there, but you will learn your civic duty and how to implement it in your county. Not in D.C., not in the state, in your county. And uh, I highly recommend you go there just for the education. Okay? Okay. And uh, it's it's a really big deal, it really is. All right, so this is Rotten to the Core Wednesday. It was a little long to get a little preachy there with the, with the thing, but uh, this is uh, this is Rotten to the Core Wednesday. And as always, we have with us the Common Core Diva, Lynn Taylor. Uh, good morning, Lynn.
2: Well, good morning. We can actually see each other now.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lynn and I. It's so funny. Uh, I guess you do uh, your Liberty Bells and stuff with a background, sort of the software background, which I used to use, and I go back to. Oh, my goodness. I go back to setting brush fires. We didn't have any lights. I didn't have a green screen. Right. We were using the same thing, and I was so dark, and it was, oh, any of you guys seen those old videos? It's just, for me, it was just plain ugly. You at least have light there. You can see yourself, <laughs> uh, but it was, oh, it's just plain ugly. But uh, Lynn, it's, today, It we're looking at this Supreme Court Dog and Pony Show, and you've got some some tidbits that you're going to bring out that people aren't going to hear in the mainstream, and they're probably not in the Mockingbird yeah. media. I don't want to say mainstream, because it's not the Mockingbird media, right. and they're probably not going to hear what you're going to bring us today in the alternative media either.
2: Well, you know, thank you for that. And I just wanted to say very quickly that thank you for uh, the blessing you sent yesterday. But I'm going to tell you what, this, and this is telling on me, I don't get blessed very often. And so when I do, I'm sitting here going, "Okay, uh, what what just happened?" Uh, uh. <laughs> so that's why I was like, "Okay, is everything all right?" Because I just it, it it so hit me out of the blue, and that's bad on my part. So you know, y'all just forgive me. But um, we knew know, Lynn.
1: Was <laughs> l- let me say something. So, uh, somebody else came and they go, "Why are you sending me this? We haven't talked in like a, or we haven't had a conversation right. in a year." And it's not like me to do those kinds of things, but I got to tell you, it's like I said yesterday, David and his father started doing that for me, Mm -hmm. and I thought, here are men, and I know that whatever they took, they were doing it for several people. As I sent them out, I would say, Lord bless this person, Lord bless this person. And the reason I was doing it, I'm just being honest with everybody. Look, I, I don't normally do stuff like that, but I have seen over the past few days Doing it in my own home with my wife and my children, I have seen such a transformation just in the atmosphere of my home. I've mm-hmm. seen a difference in my children, and maybe they don't even see it. Or right. my wife, I, I, maybe they don't. And I'm not saying my, my children and my wife are such bad people. You see, no, they're great people. I, I, I love each and every one of them, but I've seen something, I've seen God do, maybe it's just in me. That I see that, and um, it's not a hocus-pocus, it's not witchcraft, I'm not looking to do that. I want the Lord to bless everything they do, from the thoughts of their mind, to the intents of their heart, to the words that they say, to what they hear. You know, even if they're taking in something bad, I want God to turn it around and make it something that glorifies him. That's that's the whole right. idea.
2: Right. But how awful is it that I don't hear them so much that when I do, it's like, what? So, oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that,
2: yeah, that is. Okay. Now, as far as the other thing I want to say before <laughs> we get into our topic is the uh, significance of illusion if you know anyone who is concerned about what education is going to be like post the the supposed uh whatever you want to call it concerning roe v wade check that out it is not suitable for children under 18. we go places that we hated to go but we do that because we want you parents to be as informed as possible because this will put Uh, A tailspin on education. And we we went there with that. Now, today, what we're going to do, and let me show everybody, this is the 45-page syllabus, consent, and three descents. or uh, yeah, over the Carson versus Macon school choice decision that the Supreme Court made. And I will tell you, we will be going long today because we are going to zip through the headlines because I want everyone to see the hack job that was done over this. And then we're gonna get into the the document because I found red flags both in the consent and then all the uh, opposition papers. And I don't know anyone who has gone through this like I have, but I spent an entire weekend going over this blasted thing. So,
1: Yeah, and just to let you know, the Epoch Times, I don't pay for it, so it's just a big ad there, so if you want to just reference it. No, it's not not your fault.
2: Okay, Um, let's see here. Uh, Well, the first resource we were going to look at was the – Epoch Times, and what the headline says is Supreme Court strikes down main tuition assistance program for religious discrimination. And so uh, let me see if I can get that to pull up, because I wanted folks to see that some of this uh, mainstream or mockingbird or whatever the heck you want to call it, uh, they're doing such a spin job. But if you can, I don't know if you can see it or not, but there is Robert's. And he's got a Cheshire Cat grin on his face. I he, he always did, has to see it that well. But it says here that uh, the decision is a loss for the Biden administration. And it goes, uh, you know, the Supreme Court voted six to three to strike down an unconstitutional main law that excludes families from student aid program if they choose to send their children to a religious school. It's a defeat for the Biden administration, which supported Bain's position. All right. It goes on to tell you a lot of other shuck and jive garbage. All right. Now, the next one, New York Times. This one's hilarious. And I say that, you know, tongue in cheek. Uh, This particular one will tell you. uh, Let's see here. Hang on. I don't know if you could show that. It says here. Good morning. The Roberts court has ruled in favor of religious groups in more than eight. In 10 cases, it has heard. And then it goes on to tell you this has become the most pro religion since it's uh, the Supreme Court has become the most pro religion it's been since at least the 1950s. And it appears to include the six most pro religious justices since at least World War II.
1: Can, can we add something here, uh, Lynn? Mm-hmm. First of all, it's not Robert's Court. It's supposed to be the people's <laughs> core. I, I, I love how everybody goes, it's Biden's America, it's Obama's, it's Trump's America. Yeah. It's not. It's it's ours given to us by God. This idea of pro-religion, this is what Johnny and I were talking about on Friday. The majority mm-hmm. of it is Roman Catholic. It is Antichrist to the core. And right. our, and if if you guys, the Lord gives us Friday, you're going to find out the start of that at the Protestant Reformation. Why? It's Antichrist. The majority of them are that. The other ones are Jews. I don't know if we got an a- a- alleged atheist. There is no such thing as an atheist. There is no such thing as an agnostic. Read Romans 1. It tells you every man knows there's a creator. They just don't want to honor God as as, as such. I just want to throw that in there because okay. that's what people do. And it's like, this is our court. What are you guys doing up there?
2: But you see, we're only two uh, two resources in. And look at the the hack job. All right. This one, oh, I just love this one. This is from uh, my most unfavorite representative in North Carolina at the moment, Representative Fox. This is from her crew. Uh, and it says that Fox and McCarthy both applaud the Supreme Court decision on Carson versus Macon. And that is her particular press release. Uh, I'm not going to give her any more credit. Just please remember, this is the same woman who is up for re-election this year. She's a career politician. She's a former educator, but has sold out to the Common Core machine. And she is the one who has said before God and, and the country that all education is career tech education. And honey, if that doesn't tell you the agenda in a few little words, I don't know what will. Okay, the Network for Public Education, their press release on it will tell you that, uh, oh my goodness, let's see here. the Their statement on the Supreme Court decision, the ruling of the Supreme Court in Carson versus Macon forces taxpayers to fund religious education in states with school choice programs, a radical departure from the American values and traditions. Now, with that in mind, Diane Ravitch, who was also sold out, had a tweet about this, and that is an image that I would like you to show. I think it's going to be that um, first image that was after the Supreme Court decision because what I did for, for those who are listening and those watching, the first resource that you will get today will be a link to the Supreme Court decision, syllabus, consent, and decence so that you can go through it yourself. But this first image, Tim, if you would, this is what she tweeted out. Uh, Diane Ravage is part of... The Network for Public Education. No, it's not that one. Oh. It's not that one. Sorry. All right,
1: let's it's, see if we got I don't. I yeah. don't know. Which, is this it?
2: Okay. That's it right okay. there. All right, mm-hmm. good. Yeah, so if you want to uh, read that for folks who cannot see it,
1: Uh, The Plaintiffs and Carson versus Macon, and she's got her little rainbow up there. She's doing all the virtue signaling up here, Ukraine and and the rainbow. The Plaintiffs in Carson versus Macon are evangelical Christian schools that require their teachers to be born again. Well, yeah, if you're a Christian and you're creating a Christian school, you want born-again Christians. I mean, they discriminate against Catholics. Jews, Muslims, listen, all and this isn't an attack on individual Catholics, Jews, and Muslims. It's a it's an attack on your ideology, your theology. Okay, there's a difference. Atheists, other Protestants, other religions, and sodomites, not gays, that's what she wants to call it. Supreme Court ruled that main taxpayers must pay tuition. Well, we're having to they're they're making everybody else pay tuition for everybody else's education. Now she's complaining about this. And then there's a response here. I don't know who this is. It's kind of interesting. Am I, as a Catholic, supposed to be offended that they only want to hire their own and offered enough to prevent them from getting funding they deserve to take on these students? At least this person's honest about it. She's she's separate from that land. She's, she's claiming that she's Roman Catholic. But she's saying... But what's wrong with them wanting to hire their own, the ones who hold to their ideology, their theology? They call themselves a Christian school. What's wrong with that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. All right, if you'd show the next one, this and it's the one with the green background. It should be right below Diane's tweet. Okay, this one I could not believe because this showed up on Facebook, and this is from a former anti-common core person.
1: SCOTUS now throwing open the floodgates so your tax dollars can be used to fund religious schools. You've been, refu- you've been funding religious schools all along. It's religious schools without the Creator, the Lord Jesus, and without His Word. That's what you've been funding all along. So they can teach kids who God hates on your dime. Well, Lynn. Mm hmm. <coughs> Haven't people been funding that already with the, we're going to teach the five pillars of Islam, we're going to teach the LGBTQ, we're going to teach the, uh, we're going to have pornography in the libraries for the kids. Aren't they, and, and then if you dare speak out against it, well, then you're a hater, you're a bigot. Aren't they doing the same thing? Yeah, it's been, but see, this is, this is, this is what gets
2: me. It's not new news that you've been funding it, but because... This supposed decision came down. Everybody and his cousin is coming at it from these kinds of angles. And if you think that was bad, the fallout from the uh, coach being able to pray. And here's my beef. Okay. They said yes to school choice and in a way said no to us. And then they go and use some of the same supposed logic to say yes to him for praying. Now, why? It's an agenda. It is an absolute political stunt, and we're going to get into that later. But let's look at a couple more headlines, and then we're going to move on. Okay. Uh, The next one after um, the NPE one was the one from Time. And I wanted you to to show that. And I don't know if this is going to prove what she was saying, but this is an older article when this case was um, first trotted out. And it says the Supreme Court could let religious schools take taxpayer money. And then those who are are in whatever stupid community you want to alphabetize it, say that that's a mistake. So. I don't know if that's where she got her proof. I tried my best to find proof of why she was saying what she said, but it's Diane Rabbit. She lies through her teeth anyway. Okay, uh, from Vox. Now, this one is very volatile, but Vox is going to do that. This one shows you the Supreme Court tears a new hole in the wall of separating church and state. First of all, in our Constitution, it did not say we have to keep everything separate. What it did say was we have freedom of religion, not freedom from. And that's what people are tripping over. They're using the from instead of the of. And the Supreme Court is the one who did it in the consent, the decents, and the syllabus. Uh, But it's not the first time they've done it. Okay. All right. National Review is our last headline. And this one says... Well, if you can get past the little wall, it says here, this is the fall of the wall around education, but religious education. mm -hmm. So impending doom is what these headlines are giving you. And it's not impending doom because it's not changing anything. And this is what we have done on our shows before with the Supreme Court when it comes to education. And, you know, we did do uh, a couple of shows Uh, When Kavanaugh was brought in, we said something then about school choice. When Barrett was brought in, we definitely said something about school choice because they're both tied to Jeb Bush. And, you know, he has to be president of something. So he's president of the illusion that you're still going to have school choice. Well, guess what? (laughs) Betsy DeVos is in on that, too. And she's hawking a new book.
1: Oh, isn't that nice? The only the only her friends in the elite are going to buy because nobody else is going to buy it.
2: Oh, no, 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 no. Beck had her on, and what was the headline? What did
1: I just say? The elites. Beck is know, an elite. I don't care I, I, what I, people I, I, say. That's I what he is. I know
2: this. I know this. I know this, and you know this. But a lot of people still give him credence. And I've been trying to wake that dude up for for years. I finally just gave up. But when he came out and said, "Okay, I've got bits." There's a screenshot. He and DeVos. And it says down at the bottom, why the US Department of Education must close down. Now, here's what's ironic about this. The entire time that Secretary DeVos was doing her dog and pony show in DC, what did she do? School choice, school choice. Oh, we have to have school choice. We need to privatize education. We need to fund private education. We need to make sure that all public education is fully funded. Blah, 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 blah. Did she ever say, hey, let's close the Department of Education? But now that she's not in office, she's not only written a book that is absolutely propping up school choice, she's carrying on almost a one-woman show through the entire state of Michigan going, school choice vouchers win, school choice vouchers win. And then she writes this book, propping up school choice, calling them hostages no more. And then She goes on back and says, oh, yes, we need to close down the Department of Education. And he's going, yes, 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 yes. I nailed his butt to the wall on Twitter with that. And I called him controlled opposition. And I said, you cannot possibly shut it down without causing more damage. And we've been over this. I don't know how many shows we've done, Tim, where we have said, if you shut it down today, there are 13 other unconstitutional agencies in D.C. that will get the remnants so you might as well walk in the room that's dark turn on the light and watch those cockroaches scatter and that's all i'm gonna say about that
1: yeah well that's no that's exactly right and I, I think uh you know just so people understand who may be tuning in for the first time lynn is not saying that she's not against the department of education she's just pointing out you can cut that one of these head off the hydra and i didn't understand that for a while Lynn, when you were saying you can cut mm-hmm. the head off the hydra of that and you've you've got What did you say? Thirteen more that that are there Mm -hmm. uh, that you got to deal with. And no doubt they're going to put something else back in. This is one of the things we talked about with Tactical Civics, about dealing with those kinds of things and the people are the solution for it.
2: Right. Well, yes. Let me let me say with without hesitation. Yeah, we should close the Department of Education, but we need to do it prudently. And major close it down today is not prudent you have to go in first of all repeal every student succeeds act then you have to take back all the funding that goes with it are you kidding me no one's going to want to do that you would have to restore the family education right to privacy act because it was gutted under an executive order by the um two uh, two presidents ago it's not been reinstated as our former administration swore they would do as well as you know, getting rid of Common Core, but that didn't happen either. So these are the things you would have to do first to even get started doing it prudently. And then there are a multitude of steps after that. But no one wants to hear about let's do it low, slow and and smart. No, let's go in, rip the Band-Aid off and hope to heck that, you know, it all comes out all right. Um, Now, with all that said, I want us to now shift away from the headlines, and I want us to go to the particular Bangor Christian Christian Academy guidance page, because it's here that I'm going to start poking holes at the decisions, because in the decisions, Carson versus Macon, every one of the decisions will say there's a distinct difference between uh, Bangor Christian Academy Temple Academy, and the public school system in Maine. And I'm fixing to show you, no, it's not. And so I'm, scroll-
1: I'm already noticing they already have a copyright issue right there. I mean, they're pulling from the NFL with the Patriots. I, I'm surprised somebody hasn't dealt with them over that.
2: Okay, if you'll scroll down. Where's the smoking gun? Okay. Do you see that upcoming test? The PSAT, the SAT, the ACT? Ooh, And even getting ready for the uh, armed forces. Well, guess what? All that is federal funded assessments. All that is common core assessments, prepping for college. Ooh, let's see here. We've got all kinds of stuff there too. Oh my goodness. And we even have workforce and it's hiding there, but you won't see it because you're not looking for it because you're too busy listening to the Supreme Court go, oh yes, this school is totally different. No, it's not. You also look at the financial aid, FAFSA. What is that? Government. How is that different from the public education? It's absolutely not. Now, if you'll go to the next uh, link, this is the church that started the Banker Christian Academy. Now, what's interesting about that is that this church was founded in the 70s. It's now, it was called uh, the Banker uh Baptist Church is now called Cross Point and one of the former pastors oh you'll love this Tim Reverend Jerry Faldwell
1: okay is this okay. a junior or senior
2: uh you know they didn't have a they didn't have a uh a, uh a, a, they just they didn't Falwell. designate that yeah they okay. did not designate but I just thought okay if it's the one I'm thinking holy cow uh, but the timeline fits the, the I believe, would fit the younger one. But, uh, you know, that's not something that I went and looked at. I just was like, OK, because you know what? He went on to found um, or supposedly found Liberty University. Well, I've been to Liberty uh, University. I have uh, researched them. They teach people how to teach Common Core. Again, how is that separate? How is that totally different from the, the public system. Sure. It's it's not. It absolutely is not. You could go on to find out more about this particular church because they've watered down the gospel as well. Banker Christian uh, is also tied to the National Honor Society, which is sold out to the Common Core machine. It has an AP honors diploma track full of rigor and uh, AP courses, which we know those have sold out to Common Core. Uh, And you also have to complete a senior project, which is that project-based learning that aligns itself to Common Core. All right, that's just banger. Temple is its own fresh little hell in that it also goes into, hang on just a second, and you can go over to their website if you want to, is that they were started in 1976 by a church called Calvary Temple it's been rebranded as Centerpoint Community Church. They are accredited by the same two bodies. It's also uh, partner with the National Honor Society, which is sold out. It is also part of the Maine Principals Association, and they love the career tech education and the STEM, and yet we're somehow different from the public education. You cannot be different from the public education if you're propping up the same United Nations garbage. And that's what these two schools are doing. And these are just two schools. But this supposed decision is going to impact every state, not just Spain. And I find it absolutely ironic that this is the state that Charlotte Iserbeet called home. Yep. And here we are mere months after her death. And how much she tried her best to get Maine to stop propping up school choice because she knew how dangerous it was. I am so glad she's not here to witness all this. I absolutely.
1: Lynn, one of the thing, one of the underlying things that people don't understand in all of this, and Mm -hmm. we—I don't know if we'll touch on this on Friday with Johnny, but one of the things they don't uh, understand—the the previous church I was at, one of our elders. Felt the call of God to go to Maine and help help plant a church. My kids mm-hmm. went up there uh, to help with with things there. That that area has been apostate for over a hundred years. Mm-hmm. People need to understand that it's been apostate. That means Ichabods written over every church that's there. It's a unit. It, they have Unitarian churches there. Okay, that's what they have. And um, they they the people are kind unless you're going to bring the gospel in because they did a, a event there, and mm-hmm. some guy was just playing some some music with Christian lyrics and you got some sodomite who comes out in his kilt I guess he was Scottish or whatever and he's saying they can't sing that out here you know that's religious stuff and this is the – this that and the other I mean people need to understand what the underlying the underlying foundation is going is up there in Maine it is not christianity it is of the devil i mean that's what the foundation mm-hmm. is now it used to not be but that's what it is now
2: Absolutely. Um, Let's move on because Temple Academy, while you showed the main website, there's not a heck of a lot of information there. I had to really dig to find out how they were tied to the career tech education and the STEM. And that's where we're fixing to go. Um, And that's where I said I had to dig to find this information tying Temple to the career tech education and the workforce minion program. That's the next resource. So if you would show people this, because I want you to see I'm not making this stuff up. I got better things to do than make up stuff. But this shows you that they are tied to Maine's, what they call Mid-Maine Tech Center. It's a regional hub for lifelong learning. Oh, don't you just love that phrase? And career tech education. Yet it's partnered with a private religious school. Again, how is this different from a public education the Supreme Court split hairs on purpose to drive the agenda that, yes, we have to keep pro- uh, propping up school choice. And they did that to help with the, ele- the midterms. And, you know, we'll, we'll get more into that. Now, if you think that Maine is free of the United Nations and the STEM, that's our next stop where we're going, because that's going to show you from the, uh, from the Maine government their STEM initiative. And that will show you, uh, there it is. Uh, nope, that's, that's the robotics team. Uh, that's from, yep. That's from there. Okay. So hang on. Yep. And that's, uh, all about the robotics team that's tied to STEM. Okay. Uh, well, hang on. Let me see.
1: I'm just going down the line. That's, that's
2: okay, <laughs> dear. All right. So it's going to be Maine Gov Department of Education. Oh, here we go. Okay. I got it. Yeah, there it is. There's science in, um, Technology, science, and engineering. And it'll show you how much money they're spending. All right, the next one, 111 grants to the state of Maine, Tim, for STEM. And this is somehow different from public education.
1: They're pushing their religious education without God. That's what they're doing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Now, Maine has a STEM council government. Oh joy of joy, and it's written into their state statutes. So we can move on from there. We have the business. Yep, there are the state statutes right there. Look at that, and this is United Nations one hundred and one. And
1: look, and yet, th- this is but, this is uh, not this. Is, oh, excuse me, this is not uh, specific to Maine. A lot of the states have, and, and this is one of the things I warned of. With the war of northern aggression, of what it pushed on the south, it pushed mm-hmm. the south to take the state and say, "We're going to control education. You control education. You've done the same thing as any of these uh, uh, dictators of the past. As give me your kids, you know, when they're when they're little, uh, and and we'll make we'll basically make them statist. That's the whole Bye. thing. So this isn't just. Oh, no, it's not just
2: Maine. But the reason I'm showing you Maine resources is because the Supreme Court said, oh, yes, let's use Maine as an example. So I'm playing it right back out. Okay. Here's your example. And here's what you you left out. But you did it on purpose. And I know they did. Okay. Now, the last thing we're going to show from Maine will be from their business council. And again, this is in every stupid state because STEM funding in America is in the billions of dollars from the federal government on down. Okay, here you go. It's going to expand STEM because we all have to be STEM people. Because if you'll remember that PCAST report that was handed to Obama said we have to have STEM education to create STEM people for STEM jobs, for STEM economy, for the greater global good.
1: And what are these people, adults, sitting around this table what are they engaged in here? <laughs> I really don't want to know. Uh, I just,
2: <laughs> I just really, really don't want to know. And then the last one from the business council is that STEM salaries are fueling growth in the state. Well, I've seen that shuck and jive uh, in here in North Carolina. Yes, we have to. Uh, and t- this is what people don't get. They're sitting there. Oh, we don't need Common Core. You know, we don't need the workforce prep, but we're going to prop up STEM all we can because STEM is great. STEM is good. STEM is UN. STEM is workforce uh, readiness as well. It ties right back into the career tech education. Okay. Now we're going to go to our show that we did on the Supreme Court and charter schools. And this was our unlawful and dangerous one. And we're going to play from twenty. 20, uh, let's see, 22, 28, 24, 26.
1: Very short. I'm going to have a little problem because I didn't, uh, I apologize, I didn't have that queued up there. Okay. 24, 28.
2: 22, 28. Yeah, that was before I got my massive haircut. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, 2231. 30, is that close enough? We can start there.
2: Uh, I, I guess, yeah. Okay, we're trying to because set up a lot of garbage. Is I wanted to point out that if you missed last week's show that you and I did, it was all about the shuck and jive job that HR 899 and Senate Bill 323 about closing the Department of Ed, uh, how deceptive they were. But I forgot to mention, and it was in one of the archived resources, it was the What Do You Want article, I highlighted another bill from the House that was called the State's Education Reclamation Act, Tim. And that was also trotted out along with H.R. 899 uh, the last session. It's back out on the table, and this is the one. If you think I'm smoking dope when I say Ed will scatter, this is the one, Tim, that will show you in the summary. Here's where all the education activities will land, and it, la- it names labor, health and human services, treasury, and everything that we were, were talking about last week when we said it would go back to its former self before Jimmy Carter even came up with the. The uh, unconstitutional department. So I want to point that out, that this is playing right into that narrative for the midterm election uh, snow job that we're seeing come at us from all angles. And the Supreme Court is even getting in on it with its actions uh, over charter schools. OK, now we've talked about charter schools before. These are uh, public-private partnerships, which is fascism. They're taking public money to pay for supposed private education or they're taking private money for supposed public education and then slapping it as, oh, yes, it's tuition free. Taxpayers, you don't have to pay a thing. BS and horse hockey. We pay everything those charter schools. Now, in 2014, before I started my own blog, I did a guest piece for uh, one of my folks here in North Carolina. And that was what was coming at us was the Common Core, of course, but I laid it out for you and differentiated public, private, homeschool, and charters. Okay. Okay, And it's in there. Okay. So I told you then, and I'm telling you now that That bill has not gone away. But look how the Supreme Court has helped grease the wheels for what we're seeing happen. All right. Now, here is our show on Carson versus Macon before they made the decision. And we're going to need the timestamp 2634, Tim, to the 30-minute mark. And this will help set the narrative, too, for what's coming in November.
1: Okay, I'm working on it. Twenty six okay. thirty, and I will
2: say I'm, I'm I'm here to tell everyone I was wrong about the timing. That's all I'm going to say. That was all I was wrong about, though. So I I'm admitting I was wrong.
1: Okay, all right, we're going to be close here.
2: Yeah, poor. While they made this decision in 1954, they're part of the problem, not the solution, because he's sitting here telling you that the Supreme Court decision of 1954 has obfuscated at state and local levels and gotten in the way of its own self and what is supposed to be going on in education so if we could take something like that from a book that was meant to to show us how socialistic and in marxist we need to be that needs to be a warning sign right there
1: well i think the warning was already has already been given uh charlotte was one who did a lot of that you've been doing that but yeah. it, it's going to come down to the states telling the, the federal government, we're not going to take your money. We're not taking the cheese. I, it could be stopped as quickly as that. But then the states got to get out of the way, too. And I know that, again, not to get down the rabbit hole on the history of why southern states put education in the Constitution, Sorry which I was pushed that. by Marxist <laughs> Lincoln. But mm-hmm. uh, But the whole idea is they're not supposed to be involved in it either. In fact... The more they get involved, in it, the more indoctrination you get and the less education you get.
2: Right. And what we're seeing happen now is that suddenly people have woken up and going, oh, wait a minute. Look how stacked the Supreme Court is. And look at the agenda. And it's no wonder this is going to go through. They're telling you it's going to go through. They're not leaving it up to, OK, we don't know if it's going to go through. Now, here's why I'm thinking. Based on my research, both of my own, Charlotte, and and all the others who we've been telling you for years, you know, this is the way the agenda is going. It will not surprise me one iota that the Supreme Court will rule in favor of using not only school choice as a widget, because remember, that's one of the flavors of the midterms, but they're going to use it to help privatize education, which is what this particular case is about because if you'll remember, the more private it becomes, the more the government steps in and says, oh, yeah, we're going to have to mandate what's going on. Because after all, we've turned every bit of education, we've, uh, we've in truth, eradicated every form of private.
1: Okay, we're going to carry this okay. over on com. Catch us there. I'll be with you at 3, and then in the morning, Lord willing, at 6 a.m. Adios. Alright, wanna welcome everybody coming over. I thought that was for some reason I thought that was the music coming from when I was playing. I said, I know the time's short. And I do apologize because when we did that show, i for, I hit the wrong button. That's why it said Scott Shara for you get people yeah, watching.
2: It's, it's fine. So it's but but you get the point
1: fun. of what, what Lynn was saying. Now do we need to continue on with that just no, a little bit? Uh-uh.
2: Okay. No, no, let's go. Okay. Now we're going to Use several timestamps from the show that you did with Johnny. But again, I want us to see we're setting up the context for going through this decision, because it's very key to understand the corruption that's in the Supreme Court. So we're going to use uh, 2231 to 2246, where Johnny talks about the lockstep moves.
1: Okay, hang on just a second. Let's let let's do it one one at a time because I know you have sure. that written out, but for me to try to get this thing. So 2231, no, no, 2231, and you just tell me when we need to stop and we'll let Johnny okay. do his thing here.
0: Okay. The lockstep of anything and everything powerful, the way that every single nation handled the scamdemic the way that all 100% of business. oh i'm sorry there are one or two third world nations and third world leaders that um through the bs flag on the scamdemic they're no longer with us right. such as That's roman right. catholic john Magafuli of uh, i think um Tanzania, I believe.
1: Yep. Several of the African nations, two or three of those. And kidnapped,
0: dead, fell on a knife 14 times, and then they claimed that the Corona hoax got him. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is the guy that pumped.
2: Okay, so the point was that he was telling you every official in DC, including the Supreme Court, is in a lockstep move to control us. All right, let's go to 2454. Johnny's gonna talk about buzzwords.
0: But today, deep states, globalists, um, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, by the way, just Elaine Maxwell is laughing on the island. OK, nobody ever arrested her. Right. Why okay, are we not seeing any pictures there. of her in an orange junk?
2: OK, so he gave you a couple of buzzwords. Um, sorry, we didn't have school choice thrown in there, but it needs to go right in with the buzzwords as well. OK, 2640 to 2748. This is about war and no freedom.
1: I'm going to start just a little bit early, but we'll sure. get th- I was just filling in the word.
0: Yeah, and thank you. Inappropriate. Okay. So uh, anyway, sidetrack. So w- w- looking for answers. When you're in a war and we are in a war, what we have still to this day, what we are experiencing in the pandemic, this is a war. Oh, and by the way, you never had your freedoms. I want my freedoms back. You never had your freedoms. They have been picking away the Second Amendment is in the Bill of Rights to guard the people against tyrannical government. And they have been picking away at it since, oh, let's see here. The major legislations was at 1934, 1968, and then 1984. Another great conservative patriot, Ronald Wilson Reagan. Uh, the 68 Gun Control Act and the uh, the, the the fire. Do you ever want to know what what um, legislation does? Just take the name of it and completely invert it. The Patriot Act, mm-hmm. the Firearm Owners Protection Act, the, the Childhood Vaccine Injury Act. That one's kind of uh, uh, self-explanatory. Injured ch- in children and you pay the bill for big pharma. So the purpose of why we're here today is to give the people an army tell them we are to be their intelligence we are to show them who the real enemy is this is information you're not really getting anywhere else and it is absolutely critical and they know this that's why they throw out these buzzwords that tell you nothing satanist deep state illuminati okay so i i walking down my own Road and I came to Christ on uh, January 16th, 1994. Radically altered my view. That was my first, my biggest red pill. And then okay, it took there. me another. Okay. 2846
2: to 2939. This is who is behind the agenda.
0: And this is, uh, this is important too. Behind it all now i knew being born and raised as a as a cultural roman catholic an italian roman catholic and other ethnicity owned and dominated by the catholic church as unfortunately so many are hispanics italians irish uh, polish it just is really disgusting whole swaths of people by the way that's why the borders have been open for generations high treason anyone involved in wide open borders including your hero donald trump folks should be tried and executed for high treason because that guarantees the collapse of the country just like 30 whatever the ridiculous satanic number is 33 trillion they 1 trillion dollars is High treason tried and executed because it guarantees the destruction of the nation. You say, oh, that, Johnny, that's ridiculous. Wait until you're going up and down the grocery aisles and there's nothing there. Then we'll talk. Okay? Then we'll talk about executing traitors. So who is it? They want you to go chasing your tail. They want you to go chasing wisps and ghosts. We are here to tell you who the real enemy is. Okay, that's what the hunting the hydra is. And so how how did I uh, light upon this? I knew before I came to Christ and after, especially after coming to Christ, i knew that the catholic church had not too great a reputation there were some bad things out there but i didn't really have any details because she has erased herself her special forces the jesuits have erased themselves from protestant christian history eschatology theology 98 percent of protestant christian pastors each jesuit heresy 98 percent go get out of the churches get into your home and live your faith the way you're supposed to you and christ and then expand it to you and your loved ones and then you and your friends and do it yourself because organized religion is of satan and it's betrayed you and this is why we're here doing this today okay all righty uh, a little-
2: Alrighty. uh- 2949 to 3015. This is where he's gonna start going into a little bit of detail about the ills of the Catholic Church. I think he's we went you- past
1: that because we're oh, at 3101. Okay. Yes. That's
2: fine. That's absolutely fine. Okay. 3307 to 3514. This is where he's gonna talk about JFK. You bring up the Supreme Court and uh we'll we'll leave it at that.
0: Founded by um uh, devout Roman Catholic, DuPont Wall Street lawyer, Knight of Malta, William Donovan, blown up uh, and able throughout his entire career, given a Medal of Honor for, for almost nothing in World War I, and look at the Medal of Honor with its inverted uh, uh, five-point star pentagram. Everybody uh, loves a wild bill. I call him mild bill. Founded the CIA at that time, the OSS. Devout Roman Catholic. Oh wow! Well, how is it that the CIA is so evil? It doesn't answer to you; it answers the Vatican. He was given the Order of Saint Sylvester in 1944 by Eugenio Pacelli, uh, Pious Number Twelve, who was he was so involved, so intimate with the Nazi Party that they finally had to spin him as Hitler's Pope. Meanwhile, it was the other way around; Hitler was his pawn. Hitler, who, who, whose everything about him was handed to him by Rome, by the Jesuits. Mein Kampf was written by a viciously anti-Semitic Jesuit priest named Bernard Stamfel. Okay, Nazis, another, another show in and of themselves.
1: So, Johnny, we, one of the, one of the things that you're getting at here, and I remember, and it kind of brought to mind after the show I did with uh, AJ Kern di- the other day, and that was the issue of somebody like a John F. Kennedy too. Because I remember reading that there was a big stink that because he was Roman Catholic, a lot of Protestants were really concerned that a Roman Catholic getting into the presidency was going to be a problem. And lo and behold, I mean, we're we're going to be talking about this today. What do we have as the majority on the Supreme Court now, the Supreme Court injustices there? What do we have? We have an ideology, and, and I want people to understand this is not an attack on specific individuals. It is an attack on an ideology, a theology, a worldview that's been expressed, and that many of our forefathers have pointed out is antichrist at its, at its uh, at its roots.
0: Thank you for bringing us back in its good focus <laughs> uh, Tim. Roman Catholicism is a military insurgency, and it is a um a syncretistic heresy. It is a syncretistic heresy and in its most devout examples a cult.
1: Yeah, can I add, can I insert one? I don't mean to interrupt you here, but okay, this came up in a there. conversation. All
2: right. The last clip we're gonna play is near the 39 minute mark. And what we're looking for is where you guys are talking about the Roman Catholic ideology running key positions here in America.
0: Um, controlled by putting a soldier in every street corner. Current Rome transformed into mystery Babylon. What is the mystery? She controls as an insurgency. She controls by putting her secret agents and assets in charge. She, She realized that no longer Can she afford, can Satan afford to have a soldier on every street corner? That just takes too many resources. She doesn't have that. So instead, she uses yours. She uses your police captains, your generals, your Supreme Court justices. And if you want to control a nation like America, a democracy, even a a, a properly understood representative republic, you do it through the courts. Where a single federal judge can dictate unbelievable outrages, crimes, abominations, uh, homosexual marriage, homosexual adoption, pornography. The Supreme Court has delivered the abominations that it is a constitutional right to pornography, the harm, the evil that has been done, the obsession with lust, perversion, and, de- and, and, and deviancy. Through pornography, which is why as soon as the scandemic hit, pornography exploded. And and the bull that's an essential, just like uh, you know, strip clubs are essential.
2: Okay, let's stop there. Uh
0: churches aren't essential.
2: Okay. So if you didn't get anything out of all those clips, take this. He just told you the courts are being used to funnel all kinds of unconstitutional things. He did get specific on some, and I know you guys covered more in the show, but that's as far as I got um, in my research. So I know we'll have that particular entire interview in the archives as well. I wanted to go through all that, Tim, to set up The hypocrisy that's in this particular decision. So if you want to show that uh, yellow and black image now, that would be wonderful because I'm going to start showing you now in the syllabus. It tells us that we have Justices Roberts, Sotomayor, Breyer and Kagan. Here's part of your homework. Go look at their backgrounds. Roberts is not about education. He's about commerce, the economy. Okay. Uh, you also would need to go and look at the accreditation bodies that are mentioned in the syllabus. That would be the New England Association of Schools and Colleges and then the Maine Department of Education. Uh, because i'm going to tell you you'll find their roots there are not so great either okay uh, i already told you about all the schools you want to make sure that you check your state's department of Education check your state's stem funding check your state's career tech education funding check your state's un entities that are involved in education you want to make sure that you uh, look at the ties that the justices had before they got to the Supreme court johnny has already already told us who owns the court now and it's the roman catholics okay that's just from the first page guys all right Leah, uh, can Roberts, i
1: interject something for you continue with that yes yeah this is what uh, when we say that roman catholic is not american it is it is out of rome it is out yes. of the vatican and yes. bradley has often said when he points to things that we're seeing going on he said this is not american government this is a foreign government and he talks about Europeanizing America, but the Europe that, that most people think is Britain, or excuse me, England. I need to change my tactic on that. England, uh, France, Spain, this, that, and the other. Very few people talk about Italy and, and the center of that being Rome. And they think, well, that doesn't, now you're attacking religion. Well, wait a minute. Rome is not just a religion. It is a city-state. It has its own ambassadors. People go there. Donald Trump bowed be- and his wife bowed before all you people who think Donald Trump is, you know, something different. You bow before the 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 idol of uh, Pope John Paul II. All these kinds of things. So, uh, it, and I noticed. I think I said this last week. And mm-hmm. I told Johnny. I said the things I've been learning from Johnny. I was seeing in what you were presenting. I was like, oh wait a minute. We just talked about this here and you see their fingers in all these pies and uh you know I look I get it Israel has their little thing and there there there's some implications of that but ultimately when you start looking man i mean the roman catholics have just taken over so many things We're the Protestants. We're the people who who protested her heresies, her uh, indulgences. Her and by the way, we're going to be talking about that on Friday. So I'm glad, Lynn, that you brought this up because I said I told Johnny I said let's go back to the the beginning so people understand what the Reformation was all about. It Mm -hmm. is what the tyranny of Europe at that time was not. You know, whatever king was in power, they were just the puppet. The tyranny at that time was Rome herself and her heresies, threatening everybody with hellfire and all this other. And if you just give us your money, you can get your relatives out of purgatory, which the Bible doesn't mention. You can can escape this. I mean, we got so much ridiculous stuff coming out. If you're wearing the brown scapular, which is like Mormon magic underwear for Roman Catholics, if you're wearing that, then Mary comes out the Saturday after your death and she pulls you out of purgatory. I mean, just totally unbiblical things, but it was holding sway over the people. It was a tyranny over them. And we're experiencing that here by allowing those that, listen, there is no God-given right to worship false gods. Let me say it again. Freedom of, nobody believes in freedom of religion in the generic sense. Nobody, Nobody would allow the Mayans to start their own little thing here in the States and cut people's hearts out and their heads off and all this others. Nobody believes that. But that's their religion. And yet we are succumbing, like you said at the first, we're succumbing to education that is religious, even though it claims, oh, we don't have a God, we don't have doctrines. Of course you do. It's called STEM. It's called STEAM. It's called Common Core. It's called all these things. Those are your doctrines. Your high priests are those people who sit in in the Department of Education, your representatives who are putting these things out. And the preachers or the priests of that are your state agents known as public school teachers. I mean, that's really where it comes. Am I missing something here, Lynn? No, absolutely not.
2: But remember, it's cradle of grave, so it's not just our public school teachers. It's our community colleges. It's our trade schools. It's our higher education. But they didn't miss a beat, okay? They absolutely didn't miss a beat on this. Uh, But I I did... um, Oh, goodness. You had said something, and I was going to respond to that. And I'm so sorry. I lost it. Maybe it'll come back. But that's okay. Uh, No, you're spot on. But, you know, let's remember, oh, this is it. The Vatican loves the United Nations. Yeah, they are in so. They are in so many beds together, and you know, think about it. Uh, he was one of the things that Johnny was referring to was you know the the pornography and all that. Well, guess who has the biggest porn collection?
1: Yep, yep. Right the up there in right there in the Vatican. The
2: Vatican.
1: And you're and, you're hitting on something that we're going to do tomorrow. Uh, okay. I'm going to be interviewing Daniel Miller, who wrote the book "Texit" on uh, Texas secession, and mm-hmm. I'm listening to that on Audible. And I'm, almost, I'm about halfway through it now, so I'm, i got to finish it up today so that I can interview him properly tomorrow with that. But Daniel has a, a good view on that. I, my questions are going to be, okay, how are you going to implement that? What's it going to be like? Are you going to implement the law of God? Or are you just going to make Texas a little DC right in your backyard uh, yeah. because that's eventually? But one of the things that you're making there about the UN is he points out with secession, with decentralization, which is great. I'm glad to see it across the world. I forget the number of countries. I'll make mention of it in the interview, but it was like, I don't know, 54 countries in one year, and then by the 80s it was 94. Some I forget what it was, and now it's like 190 something or whatever. The the problem is though they did centralize from wherever they were, they've all amalgamated into what? The United Nations. So are they really decentralized or are they not decentralized? And I tell you, if they're going to go with the world government and they're going to form themselves under that, that is a big, big problem. I'm for decentralization. If we can do it and make it work, mm-hmm. that's great. Uh, but anyway, you guys will have that, Lord willing, on Monday. We're going to do the interview tomorrow. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, to interrupt that,
2: there. That's fine. Okay. Uh, Roberts is the main one who wrote the consenting decision Okay, to represent all the people who thought that school choice was a great thing. But I noticed throughout this, his decision is not so much about education as it is religion. And a lot of people are are harping, as you saw on the news, uh, that the news clips that we showed, it was all about uh, education. No, this is really about religion. Okay, Uh, we will also need to understand that because the Supreme Court ruled in favor of school choice, that it's going to mean more subsidized education. And the more subsidized something becomes, the more control that comes with it from your government. We cannot miss that. All right. It tells you on the bottom of page two (laughs) that. A neutral benefit program in which public funds flow to religious organizations through the independent choices of private benefit recipients does not offend the Establishment Clause. Let me point out one glaring error in Robert's uh, decision here. A child's education is hardly a neutral benefit. It is a huge benefit to that child, to that family. It's not neutral. It is very weaponized. All right. Page three. Uh, Roberts goes on to say uh, that uh, this particular decision will help promote stricter separation of church and state more so than the federal constitution requires. So he just told you that the Supreme Court is more powerful than the Constitution. All right. It also goes on to tell you that um, in addition to f- the free public education that Maine insists, It has is providing through tuition assistance program is often not free, as some participating private schools will charge several times the maximum benefit that Maine is willing to provide. And the curriculum taught at the participating private schools need not even resemble what is taught in Maine public schools. Well, guess what? We've already blown that lie straight out of the water looking at the school's websites. We also need to remember, and this is what Roberts didn't put in, all education has to be aligned to the same thing as per page 17 in the Every Student Succeeds Act. But did he bring that in? No, he absolutely did not. All right. On, pa- on page four, he tells you here, uh, this case, Carson versus Macon, clearly illustrates that educating young people in their faith in um including its teachings, trainings, for them to live their faith or responsibilities that lie at the very core of the mission of a private religious school. Excuse me, what happened to the parents? Totally left out. And he will tell you in this particular thing that not only did he deliver this, but Thomas Alito Gorsh Kavanaugh Barrett also joined. Okay. That was just the syllabus. Now we get in. Now, Robert's decision, he takes 18 pages to spell it out, Tim. The first descent from Breyer is also 18 pages. Um, And Kagan agrees with him there. The second descent is from uh, Sotomayor, and hers is only five pages long. Now, I'm just going to run over my notes, okay, because I know we're running long. All right. So here's what I find a problem with Roberts. Uh, The district, the school districts will transfer the money to the school. So how is that really school choice? Because you're getting you're telling the state, hey, state, go pay my bill over here. So that makes you beholden to the state, almost like mother, may I please go have my allowance money or you know what? Better yet, you take my allowance money and you go pay this bill for me. So how is that going to give you more choice as a parent when you are running to the state for money or telling them where to go? Okay, Uh, it says here that Maine is the most rural state in the union. Really? I thought Alaska was. But you know what? I'm not a geographer. I just thought that was really something. Okay. Uh, the program imposes no geographic limitations. Parents may direct tuition payments to schools inside or outside of the state and even to foreign countries. So, if you want to go sign up for an international baccalaureate school, Tim, you absolutely can do that here. All right. Uh, he goes on to split hairs over what is non sectarian education, what is uh, sectarian he also goes on to tell you that the department will tell you that they are concerned over what is secretarian education and what is non-secretarian. Why is it the Supreme Court's business? Because they absolutely have no business in education in the first place. All right. Uh, let's see here. Asking permission from the state puts the state in charge, not the parents. And this was something that um, really stuck out to me through his opinion. All right. Let's keep going. Uh, He tells you here on page six more about what secretarian he brings in other cases, ones that you and I have covered in other shows. You'll have that. All right. Let's see here. Let me move on to the first. uh, Let me see if there's any other note on his particular decision. Okay. Uh, We okay. It says here. We considered a state benefit program under which public funds will flow to support tuition payments at private schools. Isn't that public-private partnership? I sure thought it was. Okay. It also goes on to tell you in his decision, that he's treating their decisions as if they're law. And let me tell you, a Supreme Court decision is not law. But you know what? Just go look at the hype job that's being done over Roe v. v. Wade. You'll hear all kinds of people saying, oh, it's a law that's been overturned. It's a bill that's been overturned. It's a friggin' decision, people. Okay, sorry about that. All right. Bull feathers and
1: horse hockey or whatever you say. Yeah, that's what it is. BS and horse (laughs) hockey. That's it. There we
2: go. Okay. On page 13, I point out to you uh, how he's splitting hairs because it's going over the state curricular requirements. It's also going over uh, who gets tuition assistance. You know, here's the thing. They didn't bother to look at the schools. How are they now qualified to go start looking at what the state requires for uh, curriculum? I have no idea. All right. It says here. uh, uh, Here's another note that I have on page 14 about what he says. Why are they under Fed Ed rule? Because they shouldn't be. And then it tells you here that because of COVID, that Maine chose to do all kinds of things with education. And that would rope in your CARES Act, your um, American Relief Act. That would it would cover every bit of that funding that we have gone over of how it's been abused in the name of Common Core and aligning to the United Nations. And then let's see on page 17, uh, he is not being very clear over <clears throat> when he uses the example of Washington. Was that Washington District of Columbia or is that Washington State uh, because it tells you here, in that case, Washington had established a scholarship fund to assist academically gifted students with post-secondary education expenses. So this just shifted from K-12 through education and private education, Tim, down, down into higher education. Watch what the other states do with that, okay? Finally, uh, on his uh, last page, uh, he talks about how the funds could be used for vocational degrees as well. So again, this is why we need to check our career clusters because he's telling you here, oh, we'll cover theology just as long as it's not in a trade school. Uh, I didn't know trade schools taught uh, uh, theology. I didn't either. Oh, well, anyway. And it tells you here, the the last sentence he writes, the judgment of the court of appeals is reversed and the case is remanded for further proceedings consistent with this opinion. It is so ordered. Now, does that mean that they're going to have more Supreme Court drama over school choice? You know what? I bet they will. I absolutely bet they will. Okay, from dissent number one, I'm trying to hurry because I know we went long today. All right, this is under Breyer's uh, dissent, and Kagan joined him with this. Meyer is saying she joins in with a lot of it except one place. All right, it says here uh, on page two of Breyer's dissent, It seems to bar all government. It seems to bar all government. He repeats that. All right. So my question is, law is concrete and absolute. So there's no room for it seems to. It either is or it isn't. And again, the Supreme Court has zero business uh, trying to, to say, okay, decisions are law. They're not. Decisions are not concrete and absolute Unless you put some action to them, which is precisely what they've done here. Now, it goes on to tell you any religion. So why is this particular case pointing that out, especially when Maine is using UN as religion, as you pointed out in schools through STEM, the Common Core and all that other stuff? All right. It goes on to tell you in this dissent that no period of silence for meditation or prayer should be going on in public schools. Well, you and I have done shows where we're showing you how they're using mantras and yoga, but we can't have prayer in school. I guess we need to go hike it out on the football field to go pray. I don't know. So why are we seeing new age yoga and meditation inserted in public schools? And we're just going to sit here and say, but no, you can't have it in public school. All right. Again, he talks about, uh, let's see here. He talks about uh, a decision like this would permit religious exercising to exist without sponsorship and without interference. The basic purpose of these provisions was to ensure that no religion be sponsored or favored, none commanded and none inhibited. Then why is education so globalized? if that's true. I I, I don't understand the double speak that these justices are throwing out and saying, well, because I'm a Chief Justice, I can have this and it's gonna be it's going to rule. I, I, I really don't know it because on page four, my note says double speak ad nauseum. And I'm just not even going to gratify what all he's talking about, because it's just it's it, again, it's splitting hairs. You can't have relig- you can't have Christian religion, but we can come over here and have all this anti uh, God religion. On page five, he is promoting the Noahide uh, or excuse me, all this uh all this stuff is pointing to Noahide, but yet Christianity is not okay. He also cites the Pew Research Center, which is a common core machine entity. So why are we? Oh, and, and you'll love this. Okay, I here simply note the increased risk of religiously-based social conflict when government promotes religion in its public school system. This is why I noted the, you know, the Noahide, okay, but we couldn't have Christianity. The prescription of prayer and Bible reading in the public schools during and as part of a curricular day involving young, impressionable children whose school attendance is statutorily compelled can give rise to those very divisive influences and inhibitions of freedom which both religion clauses of the First Amendment sought to prevent. This potential for religious strife is still with us. We are today a nation of well over 100 different religious groups, from free will Baptist to African Methodist, Buddhist to humanist. See the Pew Center's America changing religious landscape. People in our country adhere to a vast array of belief, ideals, and philosophies. And with greater religious diversity comes greater risk of religiously based strife, conflict, and social division.
1: Mm. Mm. Lots of stuff there. Yeah, Lynn, absolutely. okay. You you're I'm turning over a ton of ton of a ton of papers. You're like uh you're like one of the you need one of those little uh I hate to make mention of the guy, Drudge, you know, that little hat that he wears, you know it's supposed to have press. You need to have that when you're turning over all this. Just just recommendations. So next week, uh get your husband to get you a, a fedora and we'll we'll yeah. That's what he actually
2: mean. has one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Barry is. Show up on the show next week. And I want to see that because that's that's this is real okay. press right here. This is real yeah, press. Okay.
2: Oh, thank you. Okay, page six. Not all state-funded programs that have religious restrictions carry the same risk of creating social division and conflict. In my view, that risk can best be understood by considering the particular benefit at issue. Oh, local just got trampled all over because. School choice is going to kill local representation, and we have done so many shows on that. Suzanne and I did an entire webinar where you were part of that we laid bare how school choice is going to eradicate local control. All right. Page seven, more hair splitting. Page eight, he he, uh, is leading you to, it doesn't really come out and say it, but he's leading you to the fact that this will prop up the U.N. human rights that are embedded in education as one, not the U.S. Constitution, and thus the states have embedded it throughout education. All right. On page nine, states are using public funds for those uh, 90 plus other religions, but yet we can't have this for Christianity. Again, this is not about education. This is about attacking Christianity one more time, because when you prop up all these 90 plus other religions, you're kowtowing not only to the U.N., but those Noahide laws that we saw that have been embedded to prop up education to be anti-God based, not God based. All right. Page 11. Breyer's interpretation of the schools does not reflect what I have found on their websites. They are on the surface only Christ-based education, but when you involve Common Core and STEM, you you sacrifice that, all right? And I am really trying to hurt because I know we have gone super long today. All right, again, we have uh, a justice telling you that it is a private religious school's responsibility, uh, not the parent's job, which is absolutely just... You know, wrong on so many levels. Okay, I don't see anything else from his dissent that I need to bring up. All right. Uh, another place that you, another action item that you can do is in your state look at your legislators. Check out who's funding them because if they're writing legislation uh, like Maine is to support all this, there's some funny business going on. Yeah, okay? let's throw
1: that up. They're not writing the legislation. Other people are writing it. They're just they're the market person. You. That's right. They're just the market they're, person.
2: They're the poster. They're the poster child of idiocracy. Okay, uh, we need T-shirts with that on that. By the that way, that was
1: that's a great. That's <laughs> great. I wonder if okay. we can do that and get our get each representative on a shirt where people could just order that on demand and put that up. These are the representatives. Uh, the poster boys for idiocracy.
2: Yep, absolutely. Now, Breyer goes on to tell you on his next to last page that teaching curriculum advances the tenets of their religion. Oh, really? When you use the same assessments as a public system? No, it's not. It's propping up the state. It's not propping up the religion. OK, uh, let's see here from Soda Myers. Now, she did bring up a couple of good points. All right. I I will have to say on this case, she absolutely did. Does that mean that I like her? No, I don't, because I know she's controlled opposition. But she did bring up a couple of points. All right. This court continues to dismantle the wall of separation between church and state that the founders and framers thought to build. Justice Breyer explains why the court's analysis falters on its own terms. And I join in the dissent, except for part one B. And I write separately to add three points. Okay, here are her three points. First, this court should not have started down this path. Excuse me. First, this court should not have started down this path five years ago. Honey, try. You shouldn't have started down this path at all. All right, that's her first point that uh, she, I think, really hit the nail on the head. Of course, they shouldn't have because it's none of their stupid business. All right. She tells you on page three of her five page dissent. I warned in Trinity versus Lutheran, however, that the court's analysis could be manipulated to call for similar fates in other states. That fear has come to fruition. As a result, in just a few years, the court has upended constitutional doctrine, shifting from a rule that permits states to decline to fund religious organization to one that requires states in many circumstances to subsidize religious indoctrination with taxpayer dollars. Oh, really? OK. Hmm. Well, I guess we know how she feels about that. But did you see we're having more subsidized religion? Mm. And it's being labeled education. All right. Second, the consequences of this court's rapid transformation of the religious clauses must not be understated. From a doctrinal perspective, the court's failure to apply the play in the joints principle, which gives them some wiggle room, uh, leaves one to wonder if anything is left for the Supreme Court to, ex- to expand on well they don't need to expand on anything else they've so far expanded beyond their constitutional realm it's not even funny okay her third point the court's decision is especially perverse because the benefit at issue is public education to which all of Maine's children are entitled to and it goes on to tell you that um we have to have differentiations between public and private. But again, I give you not only the public-private partnerships that are involved in all this, but how can it be separate when I've just proven to you they're using the same curriculum, they're using the same agenda, they're using the same assessments. This was one of the biggest snow jobs I have seen in a long time, and it's going to Rule the roost and it's going to play into the midterm elections. I'm still going to stand by that because we know that's the one of the last things that Charlotte was working on was how school choice was going to ruin the election and we have played it on a show where we had the President of Freedom Works tell you before God and the nation that the GOP would stop at nothing at nothing to skew the upcoming elections in order to take back D.C. in 2024. And they're using school choice. They're using uh, Roe versus Wade. They're using school prayer. They're using anything they can. And they go on uh, vacation the day after tomorrow. So, of course, they broke the record in how many decisions they're pumping out. But look at the toxicity of this decision.
1: Yeah. It's massive it really is it really is let me let me see if we can end here on a note driving people back to the scripture to point out something that you said and it struck me so I started pulling up several scriptures that I want to bring to people's mind and that was you were talking about and and we hear it of all these unconstitutional agencies being weaponized against us you you mentioned made mention of this to weaponize education against the people
2: mm-hmm.
1: let's go let's go to what the scripture says. First Corinthians, 2nd Corinthians 10, we read there, but I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence, wherewith I think to be bold against some, which think of us as if we walk according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. In other words, we do not take and press the world view of Christianity at the tip of the sword or the butt of a gun, or the, the, the uh, <laughs> muzzle flash, or the flash muzzle uh, uh, of the end of the gun. We don't do that. That's not how it is. He says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not fleshly. They're not of this world, if you will, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now, what's he talking about? Listen, casting down imaginations. Where do those things happen? In the mind. What are we told to do? Love the Lord our God with all our strength, and 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 all our every, all parts of our being, and our where well, He talks about our mind, right? So that's where the imaginations are going. And every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing it into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So. Before I go into the other ones real quick and I'm going to hit these real quick land but our our warfare is largely what we're doing here disseminating information uh fighting against the ideas that have been put forth to us by those who are who are who are warring carnally they're thinking earthly they're thinking fleshly and they're not thinking heavenly and for those people who say, well, you think so heavenly that you're not no earthly good. Well, if you're really thinking heavily, you're a lot of earthly good. That's the reality, okay? And, and I parallel this over to Ephesians 6, where it talks about the armor of God. I'm not going to go all, through all of that. But you talk about weaponizing. And again, I've made mention of this on the show. Mm-hmm. Listen to Psalm 127. Again, this is what we have prayed with, or we have read to every one of our children as soon as they were born. Psalm 127, 128. Low children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the, the womb is his reward. Listen to how it describes children. As arrows. Now, what's an arrow? Well, that's a carnal weapon, isn't it? But he speaks in terms of a spiritual weapon. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, a, a guy who is a great archer, uh, is a wonderful in battle. Okay? But he says... As as arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of thy youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full. Now, some people don't even know what a quiver is. That's that little thing on their back, you know? Any of you guys seen Lord of the Rings? You see Legolas and all this? It's that little thing that holds all the arrows, okay? They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. And he also, you know, um, Solomon goes on in the Proverbs... And he talks about the children rising up and calling mom blessed, right? That that wonderful Proverbs thirty, 30 one woman, uh, they ra- they rise up and they call their 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 mother blessed. Uh, and then I thought of this right here in Matthew. Jesus said, uh, "For this is he of whom I had written." Uh, Behold, I send my messenger before the face. He's talking about John the Baptist, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist, notwithstanding he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. So any of you who are in the kingdom of heaven, guess what? You're even greater than John the Baptist, not because of who you are, but because you are in Christ. And then he says this, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. And Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is in you. He didn't talk about it being a physical space. He talked about it's in us, the kingdom of heaven. And the violent... Take it by force for all the prophets and the law prophesied unto John, and if ye will receive it, this is Elias or Elijah, as we see in uh, the Old Testament, which was for to come he that hath ears to hear, let him hear and I, you know one of the things that I see here is he's constantly pointing us our our issue, you have a lot of Christians saying, I'm just ready to you know jump up and and commit violence and all this other look, I get that. I, I'm not going to deny thoughts run through my head. I'm a man, okay? I, they're there. And I think if there's violence being done in my face, in my mind, I want to be the man who goes and stops that violence, especially if it's unjust. I just I want to stop that. But the fact of the matter is, we have to have this information like you're giving. I appreciate you pointing back to Johnny because I think there's some information there. That Johnny has that a lot of people just aren't talking about. Even those who would hold to any of the, the the church confessions that would specifically say the papacy is the seat of Antichrist. I mean, they say that. We don't have preachers pointing that out to show who's behind these these kinds of things. But we have to deal with it because, in a way in which we're giving the information to tear down the strongholds and the minds of the people that him put. One of the big things that you've brought about, Lynn, is showing people when the term school choice is used. Well, naturally everybody goes, Well, yeah, we want to be able to freely choose, you know, where we send our kids to school, who's going to educate them. Who can argue with that? But what they don't understand is the underlying premise of how that has that phrase has been hijacked, I didn't even understand it until you were bringing it out, how that's been hijacked, and it doesn't mean what we think it is, which is parents have control over how what's being taught and who's teaching and this, that, and the other. What it has to do is, yeah, go ahead, choose wherever you want to go. The problem is, same indoctrination is coming down the pike from wherever you send your kids, right? And so mm-hmm. I, I think the, the things that you have to share here, people need to keep in mind that you're sharing them because this is a warfare, it is a spiritual warfare, but it's taking place in the physical, and we've got to know what the enemy's doing, how he's deceiving uh, the people, and then point that out and mm-hmm. say, not not buying that, I'm not buying that, I'm not going to be beguiled by you in that, and uh, and then fight against it in whatever way we can. Lynn, we we'll want give you the last word, and if you want to tell people where they can find out more about you, please do so.
2: Okay. Yeah. Just remember school choice is an illusion and it's one that is uh, created for political gain. And when I say that the GOP is doing, will stop at nothing to bring back uh, their control, remember, that's not me saying, hey, you know, I want the Democrats to, to beat them because they're, it's two ends of the same candle. They, they are just as corrupt. And the only time that they will oppose each other is when you have a vote coming up. Any other time, they're they're like this. They have to be because they're the same candle, the same funders. And uh, just before we go, I, I did remember I do actually have a press. Uh, nice. Nice. <laughs> So I do have that. Um, I'd love to be able to use it because I got it uh, during the the COVID, but I've not been able to use it. But um, that's one of the ways if you guys want to, you know, uh, financially gift me to be able to go use that. uh, I've got some opportunities coming up. Um, I also have uh, an opportunity for Suzanne Hamner as the Liberty Bells and I to go to Illinois to uh, pick up some of Charlotte's uh, goodies that she left. And uh, that is a possibility that will be coming up, um, but we don't have the details yet. So we do have reasons to be able to um, to go places. Uh, of course, if you wanna help, uh, just bless what I do for you, then that would be welcome. Of course, if you're not financially able, I totally understand. I know times are tight for everyone, but just know I don't have wares to sell. What I give you is information and I do it so that you can be armed. You can find Mm -hmm. me at Common Core Diva. You can find me on Catching Fire TV and that will be um, a resource that I gave Tim over Facebook Messenger. It will help explain in 30 minutes I kid you not, 30-minute explanation, as basic as it can be, on how school choice is such an illusion, and I use manufacturing coupons to show you how. So that will be a resource for you. You can freely share that. You can also find me with Suzanne um, on Saturday. We will be doing a Saturday night special, and that will be How Free Are We? And we're going to do that just in time for uh, supposedly the 4th of July, where we celebrate how independent we really are, which we we know that we aren't. But those are just a few places that you can find me. And as always, you know, whether... Uh, whether I'm blessed financially or not, I'm going to keep giving you what I have because that's my call.
1: Amen. Amen. And by the way, Suzanne chimed in. She's, she had to run, but she said, subsidize religion, establishment of religion. That's exactly what it is. By the way, I have my little, I carry it on my phone all the time, uh, my press pass as well. Uh, so, uh, you know, we, we do all those kinds of things. But uh, if you want to support Lynn, please do so. Um, a, a real fire firebrand out there. And um, we're grateful to God. Got some people up here. Uh, we're grateful to God that um, you know she's been able to to come on week in week out uh, tirelessly, giving us this information so that not so we can be scared, but so we can be informed, so we can fight against it. And so, Lynn, we thank you very much. I know a lot of people are very appreciative uh, of the information you give, and uh, thank you so much. I, I hope the Lord will bless the information that we brought, so that his people can be uh, wise to the schemes of the devil in all of this uh, and what we're doing. Guys, uh, I'll be with you at 3 p.m. Pray for me because I got a lot of things going on and want to to get all this stuff out. I think it was like 7.30 last night before I put out yesterday's show. So uh, a lot of stuff going on and things. And um, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. And have his face shine upon you, and give you peace. And Lord willing, we'll see you at 3 and then back in the morning. uh, We're going to be going over the pond to talk about some things regarding some of the targeting with direct energy weapons and some of the lawful pursuits of dealing with those people tomorrow. Lord willing, with Allison Smith. Don't miss that. Till then, see you.